All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good morning. Wait, 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 wait. It's not morning anymore. You're listening to the Unleashed Radio Hour here. It is officially 3.06 p.m. We are live, broadcasting live here from H-Town, Houston, Texas. This is the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm your host, Ron Klinger. Look, look, look. I almost got corn-fused because guess what? I've been on at 10 a.m. forever. And today, ladies and gentlemen, today... Oh, wait for it. If you ain't a regular listener, you don't know about my good friend, the Little Red Whistle. We are officially in the 3 o'clock hour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the debut show for the Unleashed Radio Hour at 3 p.m. during your early drive time here on Business 1110 KTEK, home of Bloomberg Business Radio. Look, I'm excited. I got I got the coach whistle. That is the Little Red Whistle. In the house. Listen, topic you're going to love. We Believe it or not, we're going to talk football today. We're going to talk football. We're going to get into some conversations about the genius and, 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 and being creative and thought and what you do and your art and your craft. And that's the important part of this show. So if it's the first time you're hearing my crazy voice on the airways, let me tell you a little something about the Unleashed Radio Hour. You can learn everything about the Unleashed Radio Hour at, imagine this, UnleashedRadioHour.com. Again, all one word, UnleashedRadioHour.com. Hop on out. Look, look, if you're like, what, 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 who is this guy? And what have we been missing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon that is now live and in living color? Well, guess what? You can go out. You can listen to the podcasts that are out there. Click on the podcast link. Follow along. Look, go out to Facebook. Go out to Facebook. Find Unleashed Radio Hour on Facebook and like the page. That way you can get brought up to speed, what we're doing, how we're doing. Like, oh, wait a minute. What are we doing? We're running to a break. When we come back, I'll bring our guest up online. We're going to talk some football. So with that break, I'm always good for a bad little red whistle. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks. There are five investing themes for 2016 and beyond that you need to know about. We'll tell you all about them at Lucia Capital Group's all-new Alternative Retirement Strategies Workshop coming up on Saturday, October 22nd. You need to show up. You'll learn how you may be able to design your retirement strategy in a different way. Because, folks, you already know this. Times have changed, and they're not going to go back the way they were before. So you may need to upgrade your portfolio with our new Alternative Retirement Strategies Workshop and learn about the five investing themes for 2016 and beyond that you need to know about. RSVP now. Call 800-644-1150. That's 800-644-1150. Or register at WealthEd.com. That's WealthEd.com. Alternative investments are not suitable for all investors. These and investment strategies involve a high degree of risk, including the risk of a substantial loss of principal and may not meet their investment objectives. Securities offered through Lucia Securities, LLC, member FINRA SIPC, a subsidiary of Lucia Capital Group, a registered investment advisor. This is Business 1110. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You're dialed in here. You're listening live to the Unleashed Radio Hour. Again, I am your host, Ron Klinger. This is a production of Motivational Transitions. You can always learn more by going to MotivationalTransitions.com. Look, you want to get engaged in the dialogue today? You want to have some fun? You want to ask some questions? Feel free to call in at 713-785-1817. That telephone number again, 713-785-1817. Oh, look, look, look. I also have... I know y'all shy. Yes, they're shy. They're shy, Mike. They're shy. They don't want to pick up the telephone. Hey, hey, but, but you got your digits. You got your digits. So if you'd like to send in a question... Guess what? You can do so via text right here on the hotline, the text line 
281-892-1972. That text line number again is 281-892-1972. want you to have that so you can connect, get engaged, be a part of the show, and have some fun as we go. <laughs> okay, I, I bad rhyme. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a little excited today here being in the 3 o'clock hour coming to you back in studio this Thursday and hope you're all doing well out there listening. Look, I'm excited to have the opportunity to bring here on the line, bring our guest up here. S.C. Gwynn. Sam Gwynn has spent most of the last 14 years writing for the Texas Monthly, where he was the executive director from 2000 to 2008. His work included cover stories in the White House advisor Carl Rove, NASA, the King Ranch, football player Johnny Football, Johnny Menzel. Um, I can't go any further there, Sam. I can't talk about that school in Austin because I'm an Aggie. (laughs) Hey, hey, and a great business and a great company that has a great business model, which is Southwest Airlines. You've done a lot of writing. You've got some great books that are out there, Rebel Yell. You've got Empire, uh, Summer Moon. And the reason we've got you here on the airwaves today is we've got a new book that you've got out called The Perfect Pass, American Genius and the Reinvention of Football. That's it. That's the new product, and it, it, and it miraculously enough, it dovetails actually with my career as a business writer. Outstanding. <laughs> no, look, and and for many people, if you haven't heard Sam, we're I, I'm a little excited today. We're three o'clock for the first time, and you got an opportunity to be a part of that early drive time today here on the Unleashed Radio Hour, folks. Dial in again two eight one eight nine two one nine seven two. If you're just now listening to the show for the very first time, little quick plug, and this will help you too, Sam. This show is all about what can I do as a host with a servant leader heart, bring information, tools, resources to the airwaves that help you, the listener, in your career and your business. And that's, Sam, why we've got you here on the airwaves. You've written a wonderful book. I've had a chance to peruse that book. I'm going to be honest, I haven't had a chance to read it in its entirety. But I love how you open up in the first chapter. A job you wouldn't want. And if I may be so bold just to read that first sentence. In the annals of the American workplace, there are few jobs as thankless, unforgiving, underpaid, overworked, lacking in security, destructive to marriages, and mercilessly competitive as coaching college football. Wow, it's, that's a uh, lot. It, it's, it's the truth. It's hey, the truth. Hey, As any college football coach will tell you. Absolutely. And I, I might even go out on a limb because I are one, and yes, I'm using bad language for a reason. Uh, you may even put youth football coaches in there as well. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it is one of those professions that I, I didn't really know this when I got into the book, but it, it, is, it is way out there on the uh, you know, high risk uh, and relatively low pay for the kind of risk and, and, uh, and sort of career brutality that you face. Absolutely. You know, and I think it gets to that point where when people coach, they do so for as long as they can, as long as the juice is worth the squeeze, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And, Pretty. and when you see, for every Nick Saban, you know, there are thousands of people who didn't, for whom everything did not work out perfectly. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Sam, dial me in. You know, you decided you're a historian by trade, a business writer. What, what, what possessed you to dive into this football arena and to write this book? Well, I, I write about transformation, and, and whether that's uh, the transformation of the American Plains when I write about the Comanches and uh, Empire of the Summer Moon, or the transformation of the Civil War when I write a biography of Stonewall Jackson. This guy, my guy at this time, his name is Hal Money, far less well-known than Stonewall Jackson. Hal actually transformed the game of American football, and, and 
to the extent that when you turn it, when you and I turn it on today, and we see this game where you know it's often somebody passing for you know the ball forty nine times for four hundred and ten yards and five touchdowns. That game, the video game offense, particularly prevalent in college, but now more and more in the NFL, that game was brought to you more by this guy, Hal Mummy, than anybody else. And so my point here was I wanted to bring that to people to tell people how he did it because it was truly it was amazing innovation, you know, on the kind of level I think we tend to think of Hewlett and Packard or something. It's that kind of, I mean, he went back and he tinkered and he modified the existing system, and he went up against 100 years of conservatism in order to do, in order to change the game. Yeah, and and and, and I dib and dab a little bit in the, in the leadership domain. It takes a lot of courage to take and, and, and have a vision and then follow it, especially in something that people are as passionate about as football. It takes a, a lot of, of, of vision and courage. It's what you know, Ulysses Grant called moral courage of leadership. It's that ability to make a decision that is that is not what everybody else is doing and stick to it and move forward with it. It's, it's one of the hardest things to do. It's certainly in battle among generals. It was very visible during the Civil War, but it's also among, among uh, leaders in business, football coaches, that idea that if you're going to, for example, my guy, Hal Mummy, was a, he threw the ball. That's what he did more than anybody else in the history of the game. And back then, if you, if you, uh, you know, nobody threw the ball very much. And if you said, this is all I'm going to do is throw 50 or 60 passes a game, uh, it was the fastest way in the world to get yourself fired, among other things. Yeah, political sabotage or, or career sabotage, however you wanted to, to put that out there. Because, you know, let's face it, when, when you get into a situation, and especially a situation as, as primed as football, where, where, where we're at a stage, and even today, at every level of the sport, winning is what matters most, unfortunately, in our culture, correct? Winning is everything, and, 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 you know, I just asked some football coach who just got fired with, you know, a 7-5 and five record, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things bad that's bad about being a football coach is that you were on this edge of, of competitiveness in America, <clears throat> and, 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 you know, if you're a high school football coach and you're a consistent loser, the message to everybody is, you know, that your team, the school, the alumni, everybody, they're all losers. That's what they take from that, and they don't want you there, so it's a very... Uh, business is equally competitive, uh, if not more so, but there, the consequences uh, in both cases are, are rather immediate. The football coach is going to be fired, and all of his assistants will go with him. Yeah, cleaning house, baby, cleaning house. Yeah, that's it. Hey, and, 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 you, and you make a great point. That often sometimes happens in the business world as well. So a lot of analogies, a lot of analogies. What, what do you want people so that they can, if they're dialing in right now, again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've got the gift, I've got the pleasure of, of talking to Sam Wynn. Is that, what are some of those things you really want people to know about the essence of the book and, and really where this began for you? So uh, the essence of the book is how a <clears throat> coach, uh, in this case uh, Hal Nummy, uh, with his a very junior assistant, his name was Mike Leach, went to a uh, school called Iowa Wesleyan in, in, uh, in uh, southeastern Iowa uh, and invented an offense that essentially allowed a team of average or sub-average players to beat much bigger, faster, stronger players. Uh, it was a it was a particular it was a system. It wasn't just that the quarterback went back and threw the ball. It was a highly sophisticated system of how you play the game. And he un- uh, unleashed this at a school with 450 students back in the 1980s. He was soon beating schools with 20 times that number of people. He then 
eventually took that to uh, Valdosta State in Georgia, where he set every NCAA passing record at that level. He was then rewarded with the coach uh, head coaching job at Kentucky, where he beat Alabama and LSU. He took he took his video game offense to the SEC, where everybody said there's no way you can ever do this here. And by this, I mean throw 65 passes a game, throw all the time, uh, throw in first down, fourth down, third down, second down, and, and win. So, I mean, essentially, it's a story of a little coach that could and a little team that could. It focuses like on it. Iowa I like that. You know, I like that because I, I always like the underdog. I don't know why. I, I like the underdog. And, and as I went through there, that, that little coach that could, that little team that could, you know, he was met with tons of skepticism, even with his own staff, correct? At every step of the way, more skepticism than you can possibly imagine. It was, you know, there's a comparison here to a, a really fine book about the sport of baseball called Moneyball. And what, <clears throat> what the deal there was, was also a, a David versus Goliath book. How do you beat the New York Yankees when you have 19 million and they have 190 million? Um, but he's going up against this guy, in this case, Billy Bean, is going up against the baseball establishment that says, we do it this way, we recruit this way, we, we run our games this way. And he's coming along saying, no, no, we, I'm using an entirely different statistical analysis, in effect, to level the playing field. Yep. And what Hal was doing, coming along saying, we're just going to put up passing, we're going to change the game itself, we're going to change the premise of the game, the goals and objectives of the game, we're going to do all that in the service of, of, you know, leveling the playing field, winning the game. So I think in, in most people, whether it's in sports or business, want to level that playing field. How can, you, how can your little group beat the big, strong, mean, nasty group? No, and, and you, you hit a huge part of this, and, and because I'm a, a <clears throat> self-proclaimed football fanatic as well, like I said, I, I dab as a youth coach at this point, and, and one of the things that I love about this, is, and I love this in the book, is that lonesome polecat formation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you sit in here, and, and, and we're going to have two minutes until we run to a break here, Sam, but, you know, it, 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 the, it started with a concept or an idea that, as you've already put out there, people are like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it was, uh, it's pretty wild stuff. Lonesome Polecat was done by a guy named Tiger Ellison back in the 1950s. It was essentially the, the basis for most of these modern uh, super-passing offenses. And, uh, uh, and, I mean, nobody's heard of Tiger Ellison. So I write about Tiger Ellison. He invented this little offense called the run-and-shoot way, way back in the day. So pretty, it was pretty radical stuff, and, and it, it's concept of innovation are the core of, uh, of of most of the modern passing off, great modern passing offenses. Now, and, and I, I've got the formation. I'm looking at it here in, in, in the book, and I, I love it because we, we there was a play it's called the swinging gate. You, you, you set people up. You've got to decide how you're going to defend this because however you choose to defend it, we're going to do the other thing, right? You got it. It's all about you go right, I go left. It's all about... You want to stack the line of scrimmage up there with all those linebackers? Okay, I'm going to stack my guys on the left side, and, and, and you got to worry about blocking them. Yes, it's uh, it's all ta- it's tactical perfection, is what it is. Absolutely, and that's, ladies and gentlemen, you you can take these analogies and, and and Sam, I love the fact that you're connecting it to the to the business world. Your business has to be agile. Your business has to do something different in order to produce different results, and that's really what we're talking about today. We're just talking about it through football. Hey, Sam, we're going to run to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to come back with us. We're going to dig in a little bit more, take it to another level right after these messages.
This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. The IRS is hiring thousands of new employees to go after people just like you. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled returns, they're prepared to seize your bank accounts, garnish your wages, and take your home or business. It may feel like an impossible situation, but you're not alone. The attorneys and enrolled agents at U.S. Tax Shield can help you get protected immediately. Stop the collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments, and deal directly with the IRS so you don't have to. Thanks to the new Fresh Start initiative, U.S. Tax Shield has already saved our clients millions of dollars in taxes, fines, and penalties. That's why we have an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau. So call now for your free, no-obligation consultation and have U.S. Tax Shield pull your IRS records, find out exactly what you owe, and give you a guaranteed price quote to resolve your case permanently. Call now. 800-997-5308. 800-997-5308. 800-997-5308. This is Business 1110. Love it, we jam until little ZZ Top here in the house. Little hometown cooking. Our boys from Texas. Speaking about our boys from Texas, ladies and gentlemen, we're dialed in here. We're talking to Sam Gwynn, you know, writing about football and the American genius and how to reinvent football and what to do and how to do. You're dialed in. I almost lost it. I get so excited. Hey, you're dialed into the Unleashed Radio Hour here. Sam, when we, we went to break, we were we were talking about, you know, that 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 dead polecat with route options and offense and everything right. else. You know, that really does it. And, and I'll segue here just a little bit with you. You know, when you look at, the, at, at that, people typically, historically, football, you run a play. This is the play we call. This is what we run. We win because we execute better than you. And a lot of times, that's a very narrowed perspective. So when you look at all these different options of what you can do and how you can do it, it's no different than your business about having to be agile and adapting to market factors and climate. Football is a great la- uh, laboratory to see what that does. You know, it is. And, 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 and there's another really big similarity here with, with business. And that is, a, let's just take an iPhone, for example. You look at the iPhone, you can pick it up and you can hold it and you can marvel at it. But if you think that, that what you're holding is the extent of what it is, uh, that's completely wrong. In other words, what that thing that you're holding is, it's only the absolute last point of a gigantic process of ideas, of ways of thinking about innovation, uh, that comes down to this visible point that you can hold in your hand. And so when, when I started doing this book, so I'm writing about, you know, Hal Mummy, a coach, the coach of Iowa Wesleyan or Valdosta State, and and what, what amazes me about it is that the X's and O's and play diagrams they're like the iPhone. It's just that thing that you hold in your hand at the end of a really big process. In fact, most of what he did, the innovation had nothing to do with play diagram or anything about where anybody was supposed to run on the field. And it was kind of astounding to me. I mean, for example, you know, it, it, he, he designed a system where his team played an entirely different game than your game. So let me give you a few examples of that. All right. One example would be that your team played 60 plays a game on offense. His team played 85 to 90, sometimes 100. In other words, a full quarter more to a half. That was his game. Um, he, uh, he played on a field that was 53 and a third yards wide and about 40 yards deep. Most of the teams insisted on playing in the middle with middle linebackers and running the ball most of the time. Uh, your team had three downs to make a first down. His team had four because he went forward on fourth, which changed, of course, the entire logic of what second down <clears throat> meant. Yeah, and what you do in second down predicates where you go forward. Total change exactly. of the game. Exactly. So the other team now expects 
<clears throat> that if it's third and nine, you have to make nine yards. No, you don't. So your play doesn't have to do that. The uh, you know the the very spaces itself on the field. So Mike Leach, the offensive line coach, puts five or six feet between the offensive linemen. He stretched the offensive line. He doubled the size of it. So the geometries of the game, time and space, all of these things. You know, and when they practice, they they didn't hit very much. They didn't do wind sprints. They didn't you know they didn't stretch. All these things were renovation were, were were innovations rather that happened before you even got to the idea of where was that tight end going to go in that play. Uh, and that it's kind of astounding for most people to hear that. I you know I can talk for a long time about what he did before I ever get to what a quarterback's supposed to do. Yeah, well, and, and what I love, and I just had to say this because I picked it up, and all these innovations and everything else. I mean, you, you, there are some very recognizable names that you highlight in this book. One of which is Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes, yeah. Well, Woody Hayes is the emblem of the old school of, of the, uh, the all the power is concentrated in the middle. It, it, it is in the, on the defense. It's in the form of the middle linebacker, and the offense is in the form of a halfback or a fullback. That's where that's a snarling, tough, going back to the 19th century model of game. And it was that model of game that football was busily going back to in the 70s, uh, was re- regressing right back to that old bloody thing. And in the middle 70s was the so-called dead era, dead ball era in the NFL, where fewer points in 1942, the 1950s. They all just wanted to be Woody Hayes, and it was just then that these guys came along, and you you know there's only a few of them. Uh, Bill Walsh, uh, the West Coast offense, you know yep. Mouse Davis and the run and shoot. Yep. Uh, you know uh, Lavelle Edwards at BYU. Uh, you know uh, Dennis Erickson, the one back spread, and eventually you know Hal Mummy uh, and, and Mike Leach. But just these four or five guys were, were the ones who were fighting against that idea that this should be a a bloody running game kind of in the middle of the field based on pure power. Yeah, and and that's and it's a hard thing to to break away from those conventions of the norm, especially when you talk about and 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 I'm going to admit something everybody that that regularly listens to me that knows, I'm a big Ohio State Buckeye fan. Woody Hayes had success with that. So, how do you take sure. something that's been successful and say, "You know what? We're not going to do that. We're going to do something completely different." <laughs> and I well, think and and the, with the and you can do that. Let's say you're a high school coach or college coach. Just go ahead and do that. But if you do that and you do not succeed right away, they're going to fire you. Yep. They're going to say, this idiot came in here and he says he's going to throw the ball all the time. We can't win in this. You know, you can't win in the Gulf South, the two or the SEC. You cannot win this kind of football. We play tougher than that. You're not going to win this receiver streaking all over the field like basketball. It's just going to work. Absolutely. Hey, you hear the music, ladies and gentlemen? Sam, we're going to continue that dialogue of what works and what doesn't work when we come back right after these messages. This is Roger Michelski from Eagle Financial Publications. Are you a dividend investor? If so, let me tell you about a website that has just about every resource that a dividend investor could ask for. It's called DividendInvestor.com. We just launched a new and improved version of it, and there's nothing else like it. When you log on to DividendInvestor.com, you'll find screening tools, plus an all-star ranking system to help you find the best dividend opportunities. There's a scorecard to track the dividends in your very own portfolio, plus time-sensitive updates so you'll be the first to know when dividends go up or go down and so many other features. Be my guest. Log on for free today at DividendInvestor.com. Set up a portfolio and see how easy it is to work the dividend calculator. 
and be sure to take the website tour to discover all the other great benefits. I'm convinced DividendInvestor.com will pay dividends to your bottom line. Go to DividendInvestor.com now. DividendInvestor.com. Attention managers, business owners, and human resources professionals. Do you struggle with positively engaging and developing your team? Hi, this is Ron Klinger, host of the Unleashed Radio Hour. For over a decade, I have been coaching and helping leaders just like you. From management and leadership training to individual coaching and support, I can help you address the everyday challenges you face in your business or organization. If you're looking for a partner to your success, call the man who can help you with your plan. You can reach me online at MotivationalTransitions.com or by phone at 832-746-9760. This is Business 1110. All right, all right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You're dialed in. You're listening to the Unleashed Radio Hour. Hey, I want to thank all of you that may be listening, listening in and dialing in for the very first time today at 3 p.m. Yes. Hey, this isn't a brand new show. It's just a brand new time. Ha! It's not the danger zone. <laughs> hey, but we are flying in. Hey, and, and real quick, I want to give a shout out. The Blue Angels are down in the Clear Lake area this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wings Over Houston. It is a phenomenal exhibition and air show. So if you have a chance, hey, this is just a free plug. And I only say that because I literally got to see them practicing today. Their, their, their formations, the maneuvers, and that dials us in today about how we practice our business, how we practice what we do on the field of play. And sometimes we go down a path and we better make sure that we're confident in what we do and how we do it. Because if it works, man, we look awesome. If it doesn't, we become the heel. And in the case of football coaches, you become unemployed. <laughs> Sam, is that, am I dialed in about right for you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, hey, there's a lot that's going on in this game today. You know, we're, we're specifically talking about, you know, the, the, the passing and, and what it did to, to bring that to reinvent the game. But I also say there's some current stuff that's going on out there that is challenging coaches to also coach differently. And, and it's interesting because uh, as a football coach and someone who gets around young people, yelling isn't coaching. Would you agree? Uh. No, it's usually not necessarily good coaching at all, although it's part of football tradition. Yeah, I mean, it's it, uh, just, just screaming at somebody. Or, or you know, the whole idea kind of, of you know, the Junction boys and, and Bear Bryant taking your, your boys out there. Yes, uh, you know, my and, boys. And doing what, doing what he did. That's uh, a way of coaching, and, you know, you can make that work. Um, uh, Hal Mummy came in with a 100 and. Fifty percent different perspective on that one. Absolutely, and 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 we're in sync here because you know, and I love, and I'm going to go back to what you talked a little bit earlier when you introduce something differently. Or do that that courage level and that gut level of following through has to be there to sustain itself, and that's exactly what Hal Mummy did with this case and and moving and reinventing the game. He did, you know, he was he was basically fired for it at Iowa Wesleyan. He was you know a nationally ranked uh, you know team. He turned from the worst team in the record to the nationally ranked, and he was fired for that. He was, you know, we he sort of run run out of town at one of the high schools he coached at. I mean, he uh, went to Valdosta State and you know gave a gave a clinic his first year to you know interest the local high school coaches in coming, and not a single one came. Nobody in the entire state of Georgia wanted to hear it. So, pretty great adversity along the way um, to get there. Um, it's, uh, so yeah, it wasn't easy, and and it. 
I think nowadays you're probably at, in college, you're out of step if you don't use a spread offense and throw the ball over the place. But back when he was doing it, the reverse was true. Absolutely, absolutely. Where, where would you like to take us? we got about another quick minute here before we go to our next break, Sam, and then we got a real long segment after that. You know, what, what, what else would you like folks to know at this point in time and the story that you're trying to tell and, and, and the purpose behind you writing your book? Well, I think that one of the, one of the big things here is, uh, you know, and we talked about this earlier, but I've, I've written a lot about management. Management is a, real, is a great area of interest to me, and I've written about you know, you said Dell Computer and Southwest Airlines and, <clears throat> and all sorts of different um, companies, and with specifically with an eye to how are they managed and, and, and how things, how, 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 what kinds of systems do they put in place that allow them to dominate the competition? There is no better example than Southwest Airlines. They just simply put in systems that nobody else had. They played by a different set of rules than anybody else did, which is how they became what they became. Al Mummy in football did the same thing. He, as I said, he designed a game that was entirely different for his team than for the other team. Now, I'm not saying that every widget maker out there can go, okay, go out and you know, design, some, design a world that is entirely different. But to the extent that you can, see, what, are, what is the reality that the, the competition is looking at? The competition that Hal Mummy went up against, they want, they want to play the ball in the middle of the field. They want the middle linebacker, their best player, to dominate the game. That's, yep. They want things to take place on their turn. And you he, take and it away, did, you move the power out of the middle of the field. Absolutely. Hey, and I do want to continue that, Sam. That's a great point. We're just up against a break here real quick. So, hey, let us run to a break. We're going to come back real quick. We're going to continue how to change and how to go against the grain right after these messages. Connected to the forest, the forest is connected to the rainfall. The rainfall's connected to the wetlands. The wetlands are connected to the river. I'm Betty White, and every plant and animal, including us humans and all of our habitats, are connected. And each time we lose a plant or animal to extinction, it puts us all at risk. But together, we can help reverse this by supporting a group that's been saving species and their habitats since 1903, Fauna and Flora International. So connect with us at fauna-flora.org. And hurry, there's no time to lose. Fauna-flora.org. Fauna-flora.org is connected to our planet's future. This is Business 1110. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're dialed in. You're listening to the Unleashed Radio Hour here on Business 1110KTEK, home of Bloomberg Business Radio here in H-Town. Hey, we're rocking and rolling today. We in love with this topic of football, but we were making a great segue here before, unfortunately, we had to run and bump to, jump to that break. You know, I've got Sam Gwynn with us, S.C. Gwynn, best-selling author and historian. We're talking about his latest book, The Perfect Pass, American Genius and the Reinvention of Football. And we're talking about how, how leaders manage and change and put in systems in place. And that's kind of where we left it when we went to break. So I want to keep that thread going because I think I know where you're taking us down the field, Sam. Well, it's it's what we were talking about was just this idea that you that that one of the things that Hal Mummy did is he designed a, a, a game and a way of thinking about the game that was different than what his opponents had. And 
And when I say way of thinking, I mean, what I try to explain to people, everybody kind of looks at me like I'm crazy. It says, you know, the the uh, air raid offense, which is what we call his offense, as also, and this is also true of the run and shoot, which came to fame in a little town called Houston in the late 80s and early 90s. They were as much ways of thinking about the world, attitudes about life, optimism. I'm kidding you. I mean, this is, we're talking about, you know, drills and wind sprints. Not, they were not about that. They were about ideas, ways of thinking about the world. For example, I'm on my one-yard line. This is an opportunity to back up on my own one-yard line. This is an opportunity to score. This is a touchdown play. That's what those guys thought. So the big, the two radical offenses to emerge out of the, out of the 80s and 90s, the surviving two were the run-and-shoot and the air raid. The run-and-shoot kind of got killed by the zone blitz later in the, in the decade. But uh, these were just, they were wide open, but they, they, the kids believed they could score in any play. They were going to throw the ball all over the field. They were going to do crazy things. It was a way of looking at the world. So you can teach your, your guys to see the world in a different way than the opponent's. Now, and, and, and that is the key, you know, and, and, and I love this because we're able to relate football to business and to leadership and to management, and that's the key in the whole, pardon the expression, enchilada. It, can, can you change or shift that perspective so that someone can see something? And, and one of the things that I know, and I think this dot ties into your conversation that we're having here today, Sam, is individuals, they have to be willing to go down that route. And if they're not, then some people are going to stay, and then some people will go. And, and and then you're gonna and a big part of that has to do with that person leading that charge. It does, and, and in football, the, the the primary risk here is let's you know put it bluntly is career risk. You are going to be fired if you do this. If you say we're going to throw the ball 60 times a game and it doesn't work, you're going to say you idiot. Your quarterback is this is a heavily quarterback dependent game. You can't make this win. Plus, he's getting killed by the linebackers. It's over. You're fired. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have tried that. Um, it is. Yeah, that's that's. It, it is. The, it's the main risk in the game. And uh, and as we discussed earlier, college football coaching is a thin enough. You're on thin enough ice anyway. Um, and that and that just makes it worse. But uh, you know, it's it's. It's very much, uh, you know, with, with football, you have, uh, you know, you can, you can play any, any way that you want to, but you, uh, if, if what you do is, uh, what I'm trying to say here is, I guess, that if, if you want to, say, practice an entirely different way than your opponents do. How, as I said, there were no wind sprints. There was no stretching. There was hardly any hitting. The practice was short. And you would go, wait a second. You can't win doing that. What were they doing? They went to their practices and they ignored everything but the one thing that they knew how to do. They had only five or six plays total, total. The other team had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. They could out-execute you with those six plays, and they practiced them over, and they were mostly passing plays over and over again. So the opponents saw complexity. Your team saw radical simplicity. If there's one thing that I would want anybody, coach or manager, to come away from this book with, the idea that simplicity wins. Make it easy for your guys, super hard for their guys. No, a, 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 I give you a loud prophetic amen because <laughs> I, I, could, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, sometimes 
Sometimes we, we outwit ourselves, don't we? <laughs> we? We make it more difficult, more challenging than it has to be. And sometimes, you know, the, I was taught way back in the day, you know, that, that principle of, of kiss, keep it simple and however you want to fill in the end, right? Keep, keeping yep. things simple. Oftentimes, and, and again, that model you talked about systems, I know for a fact that's exactly what Southwest Airlines did. That was 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 a visionary step in that industry and business to keeping it as simple as humanly possible. It is. It can, being simple is one of the hardest things in the world. Uh, it really is. And uh, this, the, the idea that this, that, you know, that you, that you could design something that would be easy and, and easy to replicate. And among, among other things, though, if, you have, if your world is very simple, and you only have a couple of things to worry about, you can do all kinds of things that the opponents can't. I mean, going back to the 50s, when George Hallis used to boast that his, you know, there was a 500-page playbook that they had, you know, in the the Bears had in the NFL. You know, this this idea of the cult of complexity, how fat was your playbook? However fat it was, was how brilliant you were as a coach, because you had, you had put, you didn't just have a halfback sweep, you had a halfback sweep with a pulling guard and a cutback, and you had 26 different options off that and ways to go. That was brilliant. Complexity how hard it was for your rookies to learn the system. These, this guy said the opposite is true. I want to, at one point he had only two running plays and five passing plays total, and he was kicking butt on the world. Well, and, and, and it's ironic because those of us here in Houston who are fans of the Houston Texans, you, you hit a huge point. Our current coach and the current offense, they say, oh, it is such a complex offense. <laughs> like that's a banner. <laughs> hey, No, well, it's the opposite. I tell you that it's the absolute opposite of the truth. That is not true. I, I and, guess, and, you know, what is, look, look, look across, look a, a few miles down the road. Charlie Strong, partly in order to save himself earlier this year, he went to a high-speed, hurry-up offense, which Hal Mummy invented in the modern era, and no playbook. All over the probably the Houston papers too, and Austin papers. In other words, having a thousand plays and cluttering up your play, you know, players' minds is not a good thing. Daryl Royal used to say, and he was right, that a confused player cannot play fast, and you can take that to the bank. Quote unquote, Daryl Royal and. That's the truth. And as I say, amen. <laughs> no, no, I, I was about to put it there for you. Amen. You know, and, and we don't have to outthink ourselves, but we do have to know and have that plan. And, and it, it comes back to the word that you said earlier. It's all about whether it's football, whether it's your career or your business. It boils down to one word, and it's called execution. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. And that yeah, I couldn't put it any better. And that, that it, it, uh, uh, you know, and, and but in a lot of ways, it's it's it, it's not really counterintuitive, but it seems counterintuitive because people don't do it that way. People think complicated is better, and you get a gold ribbon because you're smarter, and because you have more plays, and because you you're confusing to your player. Good thing, and you know, it's it's really not. And if you get these great kind of simplifiers talking about the great you know complexifiers, to invent a word. Uh, they just have nothing but scorn for them. And, and, I, and I think that would have been true of, of Southwest Airlines back in the day, looking at American or United. I mean, as they were destroying them across the board, their employees were just having fun with, with a pretty easy deal that they had in front of them.
No, and, and you're exactly correct because they knew what they had to do. They knew what they had to execute. And the rest was just kind of free, I would say, gray matter in your brain to, to just kind of relax. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and I'll say this because not only was I a former athlete but, but, but also work. Players who are more relaxed, I, I think we get confused. Of, you got to be amped. You got to be so, so focused with clarity of purpose. But generally speaking, most athletes that are relaxed perform better because they're not having to think. And, and if, in this case, the system that was designed was, uh, I mean, the first great, I guess, famous builder of a, of a football system that allowed, it was just a great system that allowed the players to play without, you know, doing Einstein-like calculations in their head was Bill Walsh's West Coast offense. It was this great system. It was all timed and timing, and it was just a, a, a beautiful system that allowed really ordinary players to beat extraordinary ones. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in fact, the brilliance of this whole thing that I've been talking about is, is a system that will allow you to do that. If it's, if, it's, if it's Billy Bean at the Oakland Athletics, it's a system of, of recruiting, largely, I would argue. Um, but, you know, whatever the system is, it's a system that allows your guys to play to their best possible ability um and and if you're there as a guard and you've got 17 protections that you had to remember you couldn't remember which one you're supposed to do when the linebacker did a, a twist or a stunt uh, you know hal had two offensive line protections two that's all one two no, <laughs> so and, those and, guys weren't confused uh now they don't always win either but they they weren't confused no absolutely and 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 i i just just to echo of your support you know we it's that it's that old adage, and I love what you just said. How can those, in this case, we're talking about players. In the business world, we're talking about employees. How can, can you as a leader, in this case it's the coach, create a system, create a culture, create processes where the best of each one of those individuals you're responsible for can show up and the best of them can arrive every time? That's it. And so that your your guys don't have to be geniuses. They they can just be good hard workers, you know, which is what everybody wants. Look, if you look at the the uh, the air raid, really made it, I think, into the full American consciousness in the 2000s with Mike Leach at Texas Tech. And trust me, he was fishing about tenth in the pool of the Big 12. I mean, everybody was going way ahead of him in the recruiting pool. He was not getting the best players. He was getting way way down. And he would, you know, routinely lead the nation in offense. And, uh, and you know, the, I opened my book with the famous game where he beats Texas, uh, the number one ranked team in the country in 2008. But there was a, an example of a guy using what what Texas and Oklahoma would have considered pretty mediocre players and, you know, putting up 48 points on everybody. So uh, that's the goal, right? It's, 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 David and Goliath is a wonderful concept. <laughs> no, and, and a big part of what, what you're echoing in both cases with Hal Mummy and with, with Mike Leach is you have faith and belief in the system you've put in place. You stay to it. You stick to it. And, and, and because of that, you have an opportunity to reap the rewards of your efforts versus constantly changing just for change's sake. That's true. And one of the things I write about in my book, you know, Hal wasn't perfect. I mean, he himself twice in his career succumbed to the sin of complexity, and I write about it. Uh, where he just got to the point where he said, well, "Let's start adding stuff. Let's 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 start really adding. We're gonna we're gonna really juice this up with another seven or eight formations, and we're gonna add some plays. We're gonna do this and that and the other." It happened at Valdosta State, and when he realized what he had done, 
you know, he, he stripped the he, – he went – he had this moment of revelation where he realized the quarterback couldn't play anymore, and he stripped the thing back down. That was when he gets to whatever, a total of seven plays, and, and running only right-handed, only to the right side, and only seven plays, and you think, that's crazy. And what it allowed his quarterback, Chris Hatcher, to do was to set every single – Division NCAA Division Two passing record in American history. So that's what stripping down the offense did. It didn't hurt his quarterback. It, it helped, helped him. It helped him. Hey, speaking of help, we're going to run. We're going to get some help. Hit to a break. Come back again for another quick short segment. You're listening to the Unleashed Radio Hour on Bloomberg Business Radio, Business 1110 KTEK. We live in an unpredictable world. On any given day, you could find yourself in a state of emergency. Are you prepared? In a crisis, your number one need will be food, but not just any food. Survival food is more important today than ever before, says Frank Bates from 4Patriots, a leader in self-reliant products. Natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and other threats can make obtaining sufficient food impossible in an emergency. Don't take chances. You need to have a supply of non-perishable survival food good for 25 years on hand in case of emergency. And now you can. Because right now, 72-hour survival food kits are being given away free to listeners, but only while supplies last. This 72-hour survival kit has 16 servings of delicious food rated for 25 years of storage. It sells to the general public for $27 plus shipping, but it's yours free if you act now. Just cover the $9.95 shipping. To get your free supply, go to freefoodthenumber4.com right now. That's freefood4.com. Freefood4.com. This is Business 1110. All right, we jamming, we rolling, we rocking here on the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm your host, Ron Klinger. Hey, it's that three to four drive time, early drive. Glad to be with you. Have the pleasure of having with us today, Sam Gwynn, S.C. Gwynn. You can go out to com to learn more. The books are out there, articles, speaking, press room, the whole, I, I got to go there again, the whole enchilada. <laughs> On our guest today, Sam. Sam, we're having fun. We're talking football. What, what else would you like to get out today here about your book? Well, uh, I guess what what, uh, what I do in the book is I is I um, I do tell the story of this coach and how he transformed the game, and, and in fact delivered uh, largely responsible for delivering to you the game you watch today. But one of the interesting aspects of that is the history, because because you go back to the 19th century and it was. It was all, you weren't allowed to pass the ball. It was all running game, and it all took place literally right in the middle of the field. And it was so violent. By the early century, you know, 25, 30 people were dying every year, 150, 170 serious, severe, you know, disfiguring injuries. So, like, people like Teddy Roosevelt came along and said, we've got to reform this thing. So they invented the forward pass in 1906. The thing about it was that in spite of various explosions of, passing ability. The first was Pop Warner at the Carlisle Indian School, and then you had, like, I don't know, Sammy Baugh probably at, at <clears throat> TCU in the 30s, and I don't know, Norm Van Brocklin and the Rams in the late 40s and early 50s. In spite of this, football just kept going back to its old days. So I write about this. I write about how, you know, when in the Army-Notre Dame game, when Gus Dory went back and hit Newt Rockney with a 40-yard dart, it should have changed the game. It didn't. Game wanted to Game wanted to be that game in the middle of the field with Dick Butkus in the middle and, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, some fullback bashing his way over the line of scrimmage. So I write a bit about there's, there's a, uh, a bit about the history of the game and what what really happened to the forward pass. And I put the uh, you know Houston where 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 you are was absolutely hugely important part of what happened to the forward pass. Um, uh, this guy named uh, you know uh, well Jack Pardine along with John Jenkins came in uh, you know at first at the Houston Gamblers and then at the University of Houston. Andre Ware won the uh, Won the Heisman Trophy, running Tiger Ellison's old Lonesome Polecat style run and shoot. So there was there was a lot of that too. But I mean, that's something about the book too. I think people will be interested in the history of, of the forward pass and why it, it it why it really took a long time for to get for us to get where we are now. Yeah, and and again, anytime. Here's one thing that I do know: change. You're either willing to embrace it, but unfortunately, most people resist it <laughs> unless they can truly understand what's in it for me. Hey, what's in it for us right now is we got to run to one more final break before our final last segment. You're dialed in. You're listening on Business 1110 KTEK. This is the Unleashed Radio Hour. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Attention managers, business owners, and human resources professionals. Do you struggle with positively engaging and developing your team? Hi, this is Ron Klinger, host of the Unleashed Radio Hour. For over a decade, I have been coaching and helping leaders just like you. From management and leadership training to individual coaching and support, I can help you address the everyday challenges you face in your business or organization. If you're looking for a partner to your success, call the man who can help you with your plan. You can reach me online at MotivationalTransitions.com or by phone at 832-746-9760. This is Business 1110. Hey, hey, we're talking football, so hopefully that made you feel like you were right in the stadium getting ready for a great big play. One of those, hey, hey, the gladiators of the gridiron. Hey, we've been talking today, ladies and gentlemen, about the shifts, the dynamics, the changes in the game of football. It's been an honor and a privilege to have with us today best-selling author, New York Times best-selling award-winning historian, Sam Gwynn. Sam, I, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. I won't hold nothing against you because I, I can I can tell where that allegiance lies to that school in Austin, and that's okay, too. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, uh, I didn't go there, but you know, you, if you live there for 22 years, you, you get you get sucked in the gravitational pull of the University of Texas. You drink strong. the Kool Aid. You drink the Kool Aid, and that's a, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, that's all good. It's a great university. It's a great institution. You know, yeah, doing you a lot. You don't even have to go to Fish Camp to drink the Kool Aid either. You can just simply, <laughs> they, they, they serve it. They serve it right at the stadium. Oh, that was good. I'm going to have to tip my hat. I'm tipping my hat to you from across the way. <laughs> well, well, Sam, we got just a couple more minutes left here. It's hard to believe that we're already getting close to wrapping up the show. I do absolutely want to thank you for being a part of the show. Uh, I'm excited about your book. I'm excited about what you're doing. I love the game of football. I love even more the fact that you connect it to the business world, which is what gets me all geeked and excited as well about how people can perform better, putting systems in place, management and leadership. And with that being said, what would you just like to leave folks with today before we we, we bring the show to a close well i think i think really just kind of where we started i think that it's uh, my book is about again turn in your television and look at the game that you see now my book is about a guy who essentially figured that game out everything from the you know the hurry up offense uh which he invented in the modern era uh to you know passing all, all the for these for these video game type numbers i mean it's a, it's a look a little bit below the surface of how football works and where these ideas came from. I think we just tend to turn on the thing and we watch the game and quarterback throws the ball, somebody catches it, and we don't really think about what's underneath it. In this case, there's a whole bunch that's underneath this. So I think it's, I don't know, it's for people who are interested in, I think, learning a little bit more about the game. No, and I and I love it, and I think I think the more that we can educate, the more that we can inform and understand where those points of origin come, the more effective we are in creating what we do and the contributions we make out there in our own society. So I can't thank you enough. Hey, if people want to reach out to you, what, what, how do you want them to connect to you? They want to find the book. Where do they go? Give a little information and a little plug for you. Okay, so the the book is uh, the perfect path, uh, and uh, big green book, and you can it's out in all the bookstores now. You can also get it on Amazon.com in any old way you want it. The easiest way to contact me is through my website at scgwynne.com, and uh, happy to respond to people who do. And that's about that's my story. I guess I'm sticking to it. So. There you go. Well, Sam, thank you so much again for being a part of the show today, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the close of another show, another edition of the Unleashed Radio Hour. I get new time, new time. But guess what? We'll be right back here, same time, same channel, next Thursday, three to four p.m. Until next time. See ya!